Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome back to the Outlaw Way podcast. Wherever you are and whoever you are, thank you for joining us. Today we're going to have a little conversation about who's in the room. Who are the four people sitting in these chairs having these dumbass conversations? <laughs> uh, you know, I'll start it off. John Michael, better known as the boss. I'm just some dumb dumbass on social media with a couple face filter who tells jokes with a background of construction. I hate to tell you, but uh, Ricky's real and Roscoe's real, and a lot of people have, have demanded the fact that they be and, on this and, podcast. And I'll tell you what, they're going to have to make a special guest appearance, but until they start acting right, I don't think I'm going to let them come over. <laughs> I don't know. But at the end of the day, I'm just a dude who worked construction, continues to work, and I'd love to bring smiles to people's faces. Born and raised in Crossing? Born and raised in Crossing, Arkansas. South Arkansas, baby. I'm below the Mason Dixon. So graduated high school, went straight into construction and traveling? Got that right. As soon as I graduated, two weeks later, I packed my bag, hit the road, and I traveled for six and a half straight years and have just recently started to stay home more than actually traveling for work. So are you full-time doing the social media and stuff now? So pretty much I am right now trying to be full-time social media because when I was working, it's like getting off work to go do events, go meet people, you know, and a lot of places that I was working wouldn't let me record the videos. They loved watching them, but they didn't want it to happen at the job site that they were doing. But I still do. When a buddy calls me and needs a structure weld for two weeks, I'll go. A buddy hollers at me. He needs somebody to come drive a carry dick crane. I'll be there. My Hold man. up. Time out. Carry dick crane? Carry dick. Maybe. Oh, I thought he said carry, carry dick, dick But hey, it probably takes just as much time managing your social media as like a normal nine to five job. And I'll tell you what it takes even no, more. No, this dude is up <laughs> at 2 a.m. No yeah. shot. Yeah. He, yes, sir. He yes, is sir. still editing videos at 2 a.m. I got some stuff to talk about on this subject. He so, will. We run a lot of companies, but this dude, I'm telling you, we'll get a text message. It'll wake you up and he's brainstorming for the next event or the next show or the next video it's like do you ever sleep i mentally work harder now than i ever have in my entire life i'm up with the sun and i do not go to sleep till one two three every single morning shooting video editing video making connections any of these people that think oh one day i want to work for myself so i can pick my own hours (laughs) that is the stupidest thing they've ever thought in their life because you you work all the time so no i do everything myself Everything that is done, anything that you see, any kind of production other than this here podcast with us sitting in this room is 100% me. So at what what point are you going to have to have a manager and a crew? And, and And, you know, honestly, that is the big question. You know, I know other people that do what I do. His wife is already his manager. she, She helps me out a lot. She does great. But I know people that have half the following that I do that do already have managers on their payroll that help network and make brand deals and everything else like this, coordinate events. And I'm doing all that myself. I honestly don't know why. Maybe I'm a control freak. Maybe. Well, I've got one question. How do you stay that busy and still remain fat and out of shape? Oh, man. I'll tell you what. It's mental work, but it sure as hell ain't physical. If anybody tells you they're working their ass off, unless they're running a fitness page on social media, they ain't physically working, okay? I get a little carpal tunnel every now and then. Those of you that do not know, John Michael is constantly making me out to be like I'm 70 years old. He is. So so I have to constantly pun at him about being fat and out of shape. He's like half my age and double my size. Well, no one has the well, metabolism I mean, anybody, that you have. Exactly. I mean, obviously, yeah, he has a huge metabolism up here. Nacho, you, you fucking eat whatever you want, man. Well, and I, you don't I do. gain any weight. I do. 
And I mean, honestly, at your age, I don't know how you're doing that with your cholesterol. I mean, can you <laughs> because say he my hasn't had it checked. That's the only difference. <laughs> I mean, Chip's been on keto for three years, ain't lost 10 pounds. Uh, it's been about, uh, I'm messing with it. <laughs> uh, let's see, about seven months, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. But you really have lost a lot of weight oh, in that was, seven months. I was you? 280 and I'm 208 right now. So, That's awesome. And that dude has transformed over the last two years. So I thought you actually started that a lot earlier because I thought at the beginning well, of last year, did you do something different? Well, my throughout my career and growing up and some of the stuff I did, I, I was low carb. Because you were an MMA fighter for a long time, weren't you? Yeah, I well, he in. was a fighter before the MMA existed. <laughs> this <laughs> dude used to do backyard brawls. You don't let him lie to you. You talk about my age. Slice Jr. over here? You talk about my age. This dude is like twice my age. But no, he looks twice as good as you. I mean, yeah, you are. That's what I'm saying. You heard it from the horse himself. <laughs> uh, but during the dabbling, low carb was how you cut. Low carb was how you stayed in shape. You stayed away from pizza and fried chicken and sodas and all that. I would die so, in 24 hours. Well, you, you get used to it. It becomes a way of life. Well, then when you quit living that way, you blow up. Yeah. Well, my wife, who is a chef and amazing cook, started really digging into the keto. And it took a long time. So to answer your question in the beginning, I did get on keto. But it took a long time to get my mindset right because it's the complete opposite of low carb. So in low carb, you don't eat the fat. You you know, you, there's certain things you don't do. In keto, you do. So I'm arguing with her. Like, I'm not eating the fat. Well, you have to eat the fat. It's well, this is completely works. off schedule, it, so. and it's actually going to piss Cheeto off more than it makes him happy. But I'm going to tell y'all, some sums kitchen on Facebook. <laughs> y'all hit her up. Because <laughs> oh, uh, this keto thing, we literally, I've had employees, uh, our maintenance supervisor, just six months ago. Literally, I thought the man was going to die. He was in such bad shape. He was way overweight. He couldn't move around. And I got him in touch with uh, Cheeto's wife. She got him on a keto diet. He has lost 90 pounds. Damn. He is running around here, working, feeling better than he ever has. Looks like he has a whole new view on life. So, some keto kitchen on yeah. Facebook. Hit her up. She does meal prep. She'll get your meals out to you. Chip does not want her busy. So he does not like me pushing her. <laughs> it is absolutely amazing, and she'll hook you well, up. Well, the keto, there's a couple of keys to it. But once you get on it and you get used to it, it's actually a, probably the best diet I've ever known in my life. And one of the reasons why is because the society has got behind it. So you have keto breads, keto ice cream, keto drinks. I see it everywhere. You I have see all it that. Everywhere. Well, you see, can- back in the day when you had Atkins and stuff, mm-hmm. you didn't have all them options. People didn't get behind it, but they're behind this crap. Gotcha, and it's right. really good. And if you do right, it does right. But you still have that, you know, I want a pizza, I want a donut. That crazy. Yeah, I'm going to eat no. my pizza, grease, donuts, sugar. Like, I'm, I'm going to eat my stuff. In so 10 years from now, the three of us are still going to be doing this podcast, <laughs> and we're going to be talking about the memory of Nacho. Hey, hey I may look older, <laughs> but it's, it's going to die from gout. I gout. definitely have the best physique out of anybody on these couches. But listen here, Beanpole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Why don't you bean tell pole. us a little bit about yourself over here? Yeah. Because so, you, this man, Nakia Nacho Jackson. Does not eat vegetables. He don't eat green. I do. No, Cheetos no, on me don't. about no, you, you don't, don't eat vegetables. No. I went home to make him happy. I ate an entire tub of French onion dip. He that is not yeah. vegetables. That is vegetables. He thinks ketchup. Got onions in he it. He thinks ketchup is tomatoes. No, no. When thinks, was the last no. time you ate a piece of broccoli or a carrot? He don't. Hey, I, I will eat carrots in a beef stew. Oh. 
It when does. was the last time you specifically ate a vegetable on a plate for the simple fact that it is a vegetable? Is a bean considered a vegetable? No. I eat a lot of beans. No. That's protein. That is not a bean. We are not on the John Wayne diet. So okay. what? Just describe vegetable for squash, me. Squash, zucchini, no. Hey, fried carrots. squash is bad to the bone. Not fried. I will eat not fried, fried green tomatoes. Weird. Fried not, pickles. Not Have you ever had any grilled of zucchini or squash? Have you no, ever had I'm that? Not, I'm no. not interested in slimy nothing. No, it oh, is slimy. some no. of the best. That is disgusting. That is disgusting. No. I could eat it every single night. He I put sugar on my brand things green. He won't touch anything labeled green. If it's got French veg in the beginning dip. of it, he won't eat it. French onion dip. No. It's not no. a vegetable. But back on track here. Let's go over here. Nakia Nacho Jackson, the man to my left here. <laughs> Tell me who so, you are, man. So I own Outlaw Ordnance, me and Cheeto together. Uh, we do custom engraving and CNC work and got a full machine shop. Uh, we're mainly known in the farm industry, but we do a lot of stuff in a lot of other industries in the fishing industry. With it's where Tyler Stewart came in with us. Uh, yeah, and you both are what is it like triple distinguished marksman? Yes, uh, my background was in paramedicine. Uh, went into law enforcement, worked as a SWAT medic, uh, done lots of farm training. I love teaching. Yeah, that is a passion. You can't have my ID. I, absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely love teaching. So I taught farm classes for many years. Uh, that is just something I love to do. So firearms was a, a natural fit. Uh, got into customization and worked out of making gun holsters to customizing firearms. And now we've grown into the largest uh, firearm customization shop in the country. I mean, maybe even in the world. I don't know. Who knows? So you went from carpenter to welder to paramedic to marksman. And all, all my younger years, I chased the money. I feel like... Uh, I went where the money was at. Yeah, I said, I feel like you bounced around a little bit so, in there. Working as a paramedic and then law enforcement and then realized that all these natural disasters paid really well. <laughs> so uh, after Hurricane Katrina, I went down south and joined a natural disaster team. Mm -hmm. And we, <laughs> we chased natural disasters and provided security and cleared out buildings. And so I was part of a six-man SWAT team for a government contracting firm. And that was an amazing time of my life, you but I was from, never home. You went from Band-Aids to Blackwater sites. I mean, how the fuck did that get there that quiet? I mean, that was, that was pretty quick, Eric. I, I followed the, the, the money. <laughs> <laughs> the yellow pages, uh, baby. Hey, so since you were a paramedic, I just got a just real quick question. I mean, what's the biggest dangling you had to hold? Because I know you had one in your hand. <laughs> I know you had to put a catheter in. So, sir, you want the most impressive or the I mean, largest, because that's two different stories. I mean, See, I feel like they would be impressive. the same. This is going to blow your mind, but when you ask that question, an OB call comes to mind. So, yeah, we're on a call. We get a call on an OB. We get there. Patient's on the floor screaming. Uh, tell her that I'm going to have to take a look. Yeah. I need to see if the baby's coming out. I need to see where, where we're at with this baby. So, she pulls her pants down, and I'm telling you, she had a seven-inch clit. That's rough. It was stuck to her leg like a spaghetti noodle, dried up. And <laughs> it was the, I was like, put them back up. <laughs> put them back up. <laughs> put them back up. So, yes, I've seen a chick <laughs> with a seven inch. That's rough right there. Okay, it was kind of embarrassing. Apparently, it worked for somebody if she's pregnant. Apparently, it did. I mean, I, I mean, what do you do with that? You have to like tie it up with a rubber band so it don't fall out of your shorts. It may have know. been her attack mode. She might have just got close to him in the bar and latched the fuck on. You know what I'm saying? I would, I would say that it's uh, pantyhose or stretch pants. 
Like she's wearing pantyhose or stretch pants all the time. I'll tell you what, I bet a motorcycle ride is wild for her. (laughs) (laughs) It is fucking wild. (laughs) Just hitting the tailpipe. Yeah. So there's a lot of paramedic stories. That's for a whole nother podcast. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, let's, let's slide right over here. Chip Cheeto Paris, my man. We already touched on the fact that you used to fight all the time. I mean, you look ugly enough to prove that. You got a couple scars on you. What else we're you got? We're going to start throwing punches in the podcast. Huh? Oh, we're already here. We're already yeah. here. I, I started in car audio, and then I moved from car audio to communications, and it's right about the birth of cameras everywhere and yeah, uh, video I, systems and vehicles. I forget and, you're old as fuck. Yeah, yeah all that stuff. Uh, the whole time kind of just – I was always – it was always exciting to me to wire things up, make them bigger, louder, faster, brighter, all that stuff. So like, that's what I went to school for. Like Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Kind of. <laughs> like souping everything up. Uh, my dad was a plant engineer. My stepmom was a plant engineer. You know, so it was always work, watts, ohms, amps, all that stuff. Uh, went from that stuff into communications to meeting my wife, moving states. Um, I came here and acquired another communications company and then uh, went and took a firearms concealed carry class that was taught by Nacho and uh, he built a Kydex holster for me. We decided to go mainstream. We partnered up. We went mainstream with the Kydex holsters. Kydex holsters turned into retail stores. Retail stores turned into engraving, design, and it just kept growing, and now I think total we own eleven different companies, and we have over forty employees. We're, we're touching everything all over the world, and, and I just seen y'all's outlaw ordinance on what was it the Toyota series? Yeah, the Toyota yeah. series. Yeah, we the, sponsored the we some Major League stuff. Fishing Toyota series this year. I just seen that. The guy that, just won that event with no arms and legs. Yeah. And how crazy is that? That everybody else fishing was just like non-handicapped, able-bodied human, and this dude shows up. No arms and legs and smokes their ass. Want to. So how does that make you Want feel to. as a professional bass angler? He angler? wanted it more than anybody <laughs> else out there. That's I mean, that just ethic. goes to show yeah. you right there, you know, you put your mind to something, you know, anything can happen. That's and he, and like, you, you know more about it than all of us. Like, he didn't have no special handicaps or nothing, did he? No, I mean, he no, he's up, up there on the deck, like, you know, yeah. no hands, you know, I mean, just. And I've watched some of these guys just because everybody's wondering. They literally put the ride handle under their chin against their shoulder and cast it. like with their mouth like yeah. controlling like the tension of the line with like their tongue. I mean that is an crazy open to me. face reel that they are where you slide your thumb on the spool they're using their tongue and lips you know how many fish things have cut me I mean oh, shit. Yeah. throughout all that time I fought for extra money basically I was a single father so I couldn't really commit to being gone months and months at a time in big contracts and stuff so uh just had some fun with that stuff, and here we are. Heck yeah, that's how you ended up here with us. There you go. Well, Tyler, professional bass angler, let me hear it, baby. Well, it didn't start out as a professional bass angler. I actually um, spent my entire childhood chasing the motocross stream. Really? Um, yep, pit bike I, action? No, actually, the pit bike's just what I do for fun now. So you, you said know. chasing the motocross. You was a fanboy? No, I, I started racing when I was four years old. Won my first national championship when I was nine and, uh, you know, had some great success in motocross, you know, was homeschooled, you know, lived full time with a trainer, like took it 
serious. I was eating dirt at nine. So you're, <laughs> you're, you were you were up there. You're still eating dirt. Oh, yeah. When I was when I was uh, in 2010, um, I was at a national in Texas and uh, had a bad accident and actually was left blind in my left eye. Really? And Are that, you still blind now? Still completely blind in my left eye. I, actually, I say completely. I've got a tad bit of peripheral and I can see light out of it. So if you see me driving down the road, watch out. <laughs> But, so, uh, so just to verify this, just close your right eye. Can you see this right here? <laughs> if you didn't know I was flipping you off, would you know? <laughs> if I had my right eye closed, I can, the only thing I can see is that table over there. Oh, so Chicago. it's wild. Oh, but, yeah, I'm definitely standing on your left side for now. But like I said, you know, that, that was kind of thrown out the window during that time. And, um, you know, luckily I was still young enough to get back in school, you know, go to college. And uh, I'd always loved fishing. Like it was always like a secondary thing. For me though, and uh, started fishing in you know my end of, the end of high school in the beginning of college and had some success and luckily through motocross I made some really good um, some really good contacts you know with uh, like people like Monster Energy and some sponsors that and you're still sponsored by Monster Energy yeah so yeah. They, that that goes to say a lot about that company you know they were with me in motocross and. You know, they're, they're still with me in fishing. You That's know? what I'm saying. You're like grandfathered in at this point. You've <laughs> so, been around yeah. the block for a little while, hadn't you? So, yes, they take care of me. And it, and, and it, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't, you know, without them, I couldn't do it. So Tyler, this is an off-the-wall question, but I got to ask because every time somebody hears that story, and I know the story to be different, mm-hmm. but every time somebody hears that story, they assume you grew up in money. It's the only way you could pursue the motocross and the fishing, and you obviously had parents with tons of money. And you've never had to work for anything. So answer that question to the listeners because I personally have heard the stories and I know it's not that way. No, it's actually not that true. I grew up in a very middle class family. And, um, you know, we did, you know, my family sacrificed absolutely everything they could to keep me racing. And, uh, you know, luckily, like I said, at the age of nine, I won that first championship. And that kind of got me set, you know, to where I was getting bikes for free, getting gear for free, you know, having sponsors to get me from here there you know and uh you know i've been super fortunate you know throughout you know my young years till even now you know i'm only 28 you know to have great people behind me and sponsors and stuff but without them you know i couldn't do it uh i mean i was still a regular kid in high school mowing yards for every dollar i could get you know when i after i got hurt i trained kids for you know for motocross i did that for for three years before i actually got on my feet fishing so I mean, I was grinding out there, you know, for every dollar I could too. So it hasn't always been like that. On the that. corner, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> on I'm the a- corner selling dirt bike license and <laughs> anything else you could. Yeah. Well, that was a good that question. Was a good one. That, that was, yeah, that was I mean, awesome. I mean, what do you say? Started started out right great, but you just I mean, spiraled. It was, it was I, right there. I mean, no, that's. I mean, it. You know, when you do look at what I've I've had and you know where I've came from and stuff, it probably does look like that to most people. Well, it's I mean, kind from of the outside looking in. I have had you know gotten to do a lot of cool stuff at a I'm young. I'm a age. firm believer that you can do anything you want to do in life. So if you have something that's a passion and that's truly what you want to do, you can make a living at it. Yep. So for that young man that's getting close to graduating high school and he wants to be a professional bass angler or motocross or he has a passion like that. Where does he start? What is that first step? The first step is just, you know, doing well at a local level and just trying, you know, trying to uh, to, get to, build, to get your name out there and build your brand. Your, like, like you guys mentioned in other podcasts. I mean, you're not going to start at the top, no matter whether you're working a regular job in the oil field or doing motocross or fishing. Like, I mean, my first year on tour, 
I barely had enough money to get by. Like I had to cut four checks or I would have lost, you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I've been done. It was been a one and done deal. Yeah. So okay. that's just, I mean. It kind of bleeds into everything that all of us do. Mm-hmm. Everybody looks at us and, and they want the nice trucks and the boats and the Well, the it's things. that perception. I was going to say, could people see perception and it throws them off. They, they don't understand everything behind it. They don't understand they the see, past. They see him driving a 2500 AT4 and pulling a brand new Ranger and, oh, he's come for money. His, he, he got everything handed to him. They see our big, nice trucks and our houses or whatever it is. The big business that we have. And the big business. Oh, they're just multi-billionaires. And they just got everything. They don't understand what it took and the time and the hard work. And the he can't see out of one of his eyes. And the, the sacrifices that took place to get to where we are. That's in right. the beginning, me and Cheeto literally done everything in the business from sweeping the floors to doing the taxes. We Twice. were here. Twice. We did it once and got to the top and got knocked down and had to start over and do it again. We lived at our office. There was no going home. There wasn't people to do anything. And I'm telling you, a lot of people don't understand that not everybody starts at the top. And it is good to know people like like you guys. I know y'all and I've known y'all for a long time. It's nice to be able to have a conversation with somebody that didn't start at the top and stay at the top. Yeah. It's good to know that other people are out here on this fucking hell of a roller coaster that we call life. I mean, honestly, my whole life circles around crippling debt and fucking high hopes. Yep. That's what my whole shit's based I wouldn't on. have it any other our way. Our successes was built off of our failures. We've yeah. had way more failures than yeah. we've had success. Oh, but yeah. when you fail, you freaking go back to sweeping the floor. Like, we're going to so make it much work. better. Got that right. It's so much better to fall, get up, and do it a different way, prove you can do it's it. It's more gratifying. Do it again, the it gratification. Yeah, if is. somebody gives it to you, that I'm you not. Wanna, you want to appreciate it. Well, I'm not. Saying that it's not good or, or, or condemning somebody else's success, if, if their parents handed them a fortune, awesome. But there is no way that you enjoy that yeah. as much as I enjoy. There, there's no way. You can't, you can't do no, that. Right. Because you've worked so hard and achieved a goal that, I mean, you, that is the simple gratification of that, waking up every day knowing you were living your dream because you made it happen. Yes. From, from the people on this couch, from me and Cheeto right now being in a manufacturing world, uh, you in a social media world, Tyler is a professional bass angler, you've got a, a huge array of careers here. Yeah. But uh, vastly different. But they all required a lot of ups and downs, a lot of failures, a lot of being at the bottom. You, yeah. you don't just start at the top, and when you get to the top, you don't stay there. No, you have to I work mean, to you stay have to there continue too. Continue to stay there because yes. the mountain. The second you get comfortable, yeah, it's everybody over. thinks that once you climb that mountain, you're on top. Well, I have not found the top of that motherfucker yet. I think yes. it's just getting taller as I go. Right, I agree. I mean, it gets steeper and steeper, but I'm gonna keep climbing well, because every why level, up? every level of growth is like starting a new business for us. Yeah. You know, you start with nothing and you got to work so hard to get to this plateau where, okay, now we're doing something. And then you decide, hey, let's grow. Well, that reverts back to the very beginning where you needed more money, you needed more resources, you, you needed more time. Every time. And you have to start all over. And each time you grow the business, it's literally starting over every time. And that start over gets bigger because you go start a business, go start a lemonade stand. Okay. 100 bucks. You got to have some lemonade, a pitcher, a table. Now, start a lemonade store. Now you got to have 
ten thousand bucks because you need chairs, tables, lights, refrigerators. Got there, I got now start a uh, franchise. Now you need a hundred thousand bucks because you need five of them. Mm. Now go global. Now you need a million bucks because you got to go to seventeen Shipping different countries. So every step, it requires a bigger commitment. Bigger more dedication, more time, more work ethic. Mm-hmm. It goes back to exactly what Tyler was saying, being a professional bass angler. When you didn't start at the top, he had to have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And bass fishing was a thing that he'd done because it was a passion. He, that's where he wanted to be. But he had to have the full-time job to make the money to be able to fish. So that's basically two full-time jobs right there. That's that right. And then, you know, you know, you take such a big, you know, take up such a big risk. I mean, with any starting up any business or any, you know, venue out there, I mean, you're going to, it's going to be a risk starting up. I mean, you have this goal in mind. I need to do this this year to be able to do it again next year. You have to and, jump. Yep. You have to jump. And uh, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm sure every one of us here have taken a giant chance just, you know, to be where we're at now. And uh, I believe that's right. one of the biggest differences in, in, people in at these on these couches is we have taken the risk we wasn't afraid to take the risk got that right and we was either gonna work or it wasn't but fuck it either way i'm gonna find out you can't go but you can't be scared of failure no i'm telling you you're gonna fall losing to go it's a 50 50 chance and i mean fuck that's great odds for me what's the other option (laughs) it's great what's the other option do nothing exactly you live somebody else's dream, follow somebody yeah. else's success, make someone else more five. money. You know, there are those people out there that want to work a nine to five for the rest of their life, live comfortable, and eight, have a little white. That's awesome, but I'm not in that, that group. That is perfectly okay. It is. It yeah. is great. It's you know, fine. It's some not people want eight in the gate, and their job is their job, and they don't want to do anything else. They just want to do the motions and get through life, and that's fine. Me personally, I want more. You know, yes. I'm greedy. I want to leave I a am, legacy for my kids. I'm oh, fuck my kids. I'm greedy. <laughs> <laughs> I want kids. I want it kids. <laughs> I want it for me. My kids, they're going to be cool because I'm their dad. That's that's how that's going to work. My kids aren't going to be like, yeah, I'm pretty cool. I'm like, no, no, yeah. you're not. Your I'm, dad's fucking cool. Okay, that's that's how my kids' situation. I'm leaving right. a legend. Yeah, I'm gonna leave. I'm, I'm gonna figure out a way. I'm gonna leave as a legend. Yeah. Now it might be the legend of of wall outlets or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is but i'm gonna leave a legend in my something. head you know what i mean yeah i'll tell you what that's the way to do it and if 30 years from now at a bonfire somebody's gonna bring my name up and be like you remember that wild son bitch that's <laughs> what i'm looking for <laughs> yes he is going to be joe cartoon when we were growing up it was joe cartoon yes. and the gerbils and stuff it was the yes. funniest shit ever yeah and it died off do you even know what he's talking no about? idea but, oh my god but now my age group, when you get in a group and you're like, what was the funniest crap when you were growing up? Joe Cartoon. Yeah. Joe Cartoon. I got it. It was a joke. It was simple. It was so simple. There's a, pit, yeah. a video of a microwave and it was just drawn. It was a gerbil. And the gerbil's in it. And a piranha. And it was a play on that from microwave to a fish tank to. And you could push the numbers on the microwave. So you push one and the gerbil starts spinning. And he's like, oh shit. Oh shit! You push two, and he's like, <laughs> "It was hard. until until you know you hit number ten, and he explodes in the microwave." Oh shit! So no, that's funny. We got to show you this. We definitely have to show me that. Yeah, I have no idea what you are talking. Not about. Not a fucking clue. They're like eighty-two years old. I swear, <laughs> they're old as shit. That's probably in black and white, wasn't it? No, it wasn't in black and white. <laughs> it it was actually white. on the internet. Really? Yes. It was on the internet, but uh, I actually remember. We all, I remember this, burning it to a CD drive. Yeah, you could burn it. And then you bring AOL the CD to somebody else's house. No, no, no. This was, this was past AOL. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's not that long ago. No, we're talking like early 2000s. Oh, no, never mind. That is long ago. That's like right after the late 1900s. I forget. Do you remember Donald Duck getting a blowjob? 
No. Oh, Jesus Christ. No. Oh, that, <laughs> that no, I don't remember that. That was the funniest thing ever. It was actually Howard the Duck. So I know who Howard the Duck is. I don't even know who that is. So I know who Howard the Duck is because he's in a Marvel movie. I'm he's talking about the, the original. No freaking clue I'm talking about Howard the original, the original Howard the Duck. I'm 44 a, years old, don't know who Howard the Duck is. It was a movie. Damn, you're old. It was Howard the Duck. <laughs> he got a blowjob from a supermodel. It, it, was, it, was, it was crazy. That's wild as shit. But to wrap it up, that's who we are. And this is Team Outlaw, the Outlaw way. This is us. That's it, brother. Yeah, and we got a bunch grinding, of shit coming. I'm telling grinding you. all the time, yeah. doing different stuff. Woke up one day and decided to start a podcast, and here we are. Well, the podcast is a precursor, I think. Outlaw Way is a new series got that right. that's we're coming be- out, and uh, that's about all we're going to tell you right now. Yeah, it, but hey, it, if you want to keep up with us, the Outlaw Way, every social media platform out there, that's all you got to do is search the Outlaw Way. You can find us. Search, YouTube, search Insta, the Outlaw Way, Facebook, the Outlaw Ways. TikTok. When will the website Outlaw be way. up, Cheetah? The um, base website. We're still building it, getting things going. When will it be up? Well, it should be up see. by the time we air this podcast. I don't think so. No? Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's responsible for getting it built. So yeah. he's working with the website it should. It should be live 100% within the next week, week and a half. Yeah. Um, the Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, you can search Outlaw Way, The Outlaw Way, or The Outlaw Ways. One of the three combinations yeah, will pull the page up. Pull. The pages are brand new, but they're fixing to start having a lot of content. The website is amazing. There'll be a bunch of merch on it. There'll be podcast episodes. There'll be the new series clips and teasers, stuff uh, from Team Outlaw, our schedules, where we're headed next, who our sponsors are, what we're doing, what we're playing up, burning up, blowing up. Um, this Got podcast. There, I mean, just the other day, we recorded. We had a, a can launcher, an AR-15 can That dude launcher. is awesome. It's Durkin awesome, Tactical, man. that thing is awesome. I love it. Shoots golf balls, tennis balls. And I'll tell you what, you do, not want, you do not want to stand in front of it. I'm no. Before this is over, I am going to get you to take a tennis ball to the gut. I can't, You've man. got to do it. I feel like I think the listeners are going to speak up. And we are going to convince you. It is hot. It's I a think you're going to have to call a few friends out of retirement in the old uh, ambulance medic area <laughs> and have them on standby because this is going to hurt. This is my not Jackass Junior. I can't. My do it. son and my daughter-in-law are both critical care paramedics. He's in the Air Force. Yeah. He'll be in in December. Yeah. I'll have both of them there on standby with their gear. From this point but forward, it's a tennis ball. When we have the can launchers, I want you to know that I will have pepper spray on me. Yeah. If you shoot me. The tennis ball can't hurt what that if, bad. What if he's shit. wearing what if he's wearing his plate? Now I will wear I got I got some level four plate. I'll wear some body armor and let you shoot me. Now we're talking. See, you just gotta compromise a little That's bit. That's ballistic and I got my plates in the front. Oh, I also will say I got a phone call the other day, just a little sneak peek. Can't give the code out yet, but uh the outlaw way will have a discount code for Spartan armor. Oh, the Outlaw Way is going to be bringing out a lot of stuff to the table. I just ordered two sets of plates uh, that came in yesterday. That's what Pretty I'm excited about. about it. So uh, I, I'm, I'm a safe life. I'm a safe life defense guy. The I just like them. Their stuff fits me so much better than all the other stuff I've seen around. And when yeah. you, I order think you're getting things mixed up. It's not. It's a safe way. It's a grocery store. No, 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 no. Everything fits you. Safe, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the donut fits right in his mouth. I'm telling you what. I, I ate fucking. I ate twice today already, and then I ate when I got here. I've been hungry as fuck all day. 
I could I could eat right now. Honestly. I'm yeah, hungry. I could too. I'm hungry. That chicken didn't do me right. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to check with Spartan and see if they make a round plate carrier for oh, you. A round plate carrier. The ones I, I ordered have. 11 special curves to fit your abs and pecs. Oh, they fit cool. really well, but your abs and pecs are like four they inches They fit the deep. normal person so, really well. He doesn't have abs and pecs, so well, they don't. They see, must not you fit. want to hold them? So how big are these plates? I mean, they're just covering like your abdomen area? 10 by 12. Or? Vital organs. 12 inches tall, 10 inches tall. So you can still get shot in that. Oh, you're still going to hurt. Oh, you're still going to hurt. See, like I'm six foot three, 300 pounds. I am. I'm in the top percentage of bigger guys that there is. Oh, a bean pole over here that know that a plate's not going to cover my left nipple. Just so <laughs> y'all know, the bean pole, the guy he's calling bean pole is 190 pounds. So of, of pure fucking cholesterol and gout. Oh, that's that is uh, cooking oil grease. Cisco. Everything Cisco. is everything <laughs> is fried or got cheese dumped oh, on. Man, I just I just yeah. really would. Cheeto love thinks to it's be. absolutely crazy that I eat, eat Johnny's pizza and dip it in nacho cheese. I would do that now, too if I didn't gain ten pounds. Okay, every we got to talk about it. this real quick. Now I moved to Louisiana about twelve years ago. <laughs> Johnny's pizza. I love. All it. right, it's good pizza. Don't get me wrong. It is not the best. It is. I'm sorry. I have been all over the world. It's the best. I have been all over the well, country. There are all kinds of better pizza. But whoever's bright ass idea it was that they weren't fat enough off eating pizza, that they got to dip the shit in generic nacho cheese. Best the canned best shit. part about it. The They're, canned shit. That's no. good. Yes. The Walt Disney. It's a world after all. I want to dig his ass up for that one. The guy that put the cheese with the pizza, I'm putting him right next to that. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, we're not in any form or way sponsored by Johnny's Pizza, but that is by far the best pizza you're going to get. <laughs> Negative. It is. It oven, is brick oven, homemade pizza will throw rocks at Johnny's Pizza. Yeah, but I, that's a lot of work. That that's is expensive. A lot I didn't say you had to do it. There's places you can go you, and they'll serve it to you. There Where? is no, there's places there's nowhere here. Yes. I would take Corey a Bar. sweep the swamp out of Johnny's. Before yes. I took any other, I will take a yes. Hunt's Brothers sweep the swamp. Sweep the swamp. Got seafood on nah, it. Every kind of meat. I'll take a loaded the works Hunt's Brothers from a convenience store is better pizza than John. And I love it's hard to eat Hunt's Brothers. I pretty much live on the Hunt's I love Brothers. Hunt's Brothers pizza. Red Baron frozen pizza is better I'm not than John's. A Red Baron. No, no, definitely not. Johnny's Pizza. You get the cheese stick, the family breadstick with the cheese sauce, and a large sweep the swamp or sweep mm-hmm. the kitchen. And nine one one on speed dial. I feel like y'all are sleeping on little Caesars, though. I mean, you got the. I hate you can run Caesars. in there and pick something up, and be at the house. Well, for you don't even have to order it. For that convenience, it doesn't get no better than little Caesars, but for taste and quality, then we're I not think even it's talking pretty about. Good. I'd rather they the little their, round frozen yeah, pizzas. Their too. only selling point is convenience. Pizza, pizza. Yes, because they have them pre five dollar hot and ready. That is their only selling. Yes. point. Uh, but how important is convenience, though? Like, do you want to go to Johnny's and sit there and wait on a pizza for forty five minutes, or do you want to eat one? Hell yeah, all day long. I would wait. And I'm not a big fan of Johnny's, but I'll wait for it over Little Caesars. I, Little Caesars, I've eaten there. I will eat there. I'll probably end up eating there soon because we're fucking talking about it. Yeah. He'll but be there after the podcast. Well, I'm just going to try and enjoy it. I'm going to try this. I didn't mean to get us off on a tangent. I was just <laughs> I'm going to try statement. this for the first time on the podcast. Johnny's, it is 1508 Thomas Road, West Monroe, Louisiana. <laughs> we film every Thursday around lunchtime. Yeah. Uh, we meet here, eat lunch, and then start recording. So... If you uh, don't mind, swing by Pizza Hut or Hunt's Brothers no, or Red Baron when you're coming. No, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sweep the swamp, uh, all meat. If you just want to throw some wings in there, that's fine. Plenty we of don't na- use our hands on the pocket. Plenty of nacho cheese. <laughs> 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 all 
I'll tell you what, though. All right. Well, Team Outlaw, Outlaw Ways, we've gone over everybody individually. Big things are coming. Big things are happening. Got that right. So thank you guys for joining us. We're just going to go over who we were, who we are, shit like that. So you know who you're listening to. You know who's sitting here talking about all this dumb shit. But uh, we just need y'all to know I'm the coolest guy here. Yeah, you're the coolest guy. The fucking cholesterol. The most wisdom. I would love to sit in a room with a doctor after he gave you blood results. They're they're immaculate. I just had them done like three weeks ago. That motherfucker lied to you. He actually said I need to come in for a follow up. Is what he actually <laughs> said. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I saying go. this is the same guy got life flighted out of the hunting club. Whole other podcast. Oh, there Whole we go. Podcast. Yeah, we got to bring that up soon. You know how stressful hunting clubs are? <laughs> <laughs> mine aren't. I don't know where the fuck you're hunting <laughs> at, but mine aren't. Either way, though, the outlaw way you can find us on every social media platform. We got a bunch of TV stuff coming, bunch of video. We got the podcast out now. Look us up. Nakia Nacho, Jackson, Chip Cheeto, Pierce, Tyler Stewart, and John Michael. We're here. You're listening to us, and we hope you keep doing it.